and welcome to a special edition of the firmware update, a review for a hot, hot new game that's been taking the PS4 by storm. It is Persona 5, and I'm Malcolm Spinetti, and joining me to discuss this very interesting title, Joe Garcia. The one and only. And man, after having to review Andromeda, this is a <laughs> review. this is like night and day. I would dare say Andromeda made me appreciate Persona 5 even more. <laughs> um, just to give you guys a heads up today, we're going to try something a little bit new. Uh, don't worry, you're still going to get my top 10 list, and you're we're going to go into depth about it. But there will also be a, uh, what we, you know, we'll just say spoilery section. That's going to be at the end, so calm down, RK. Uh, <laughs> We'll uh we'll make it abundantly clear when we get into the spoiler section. We'll be talking about like not only about certain parts of the game, but strategies that we implore we implied in order to get you know get as good as we did. And so that's coming up soon. But we're gonna start here with the normal section. Uh, in a sentence, um, I feel people should get this game. What about you, Joe? Yes, that, I feel very strongly uh, about that. All right, cool. Review over. All right. Well, All right. Thank thanks you so for listening. For... <laughs> uh, so just to start, make things clear here, I've put about 50 hours into the game. I've just beaten the third boss. And Joe, how far <laughs> are you? Um, well, I beat the game uh, a couple of days ago. Um the final the final tally on the time there on my completed save file was uh, 119 hours just under 120 hours i got to catch um, up yeah so that was that was pretty substantial uh that game had a lot of meat on it to say the very least oh yeah my god there's there a lot of a lot of <laughs> there's a lot in this game goddamn um like it, it's i mean the game is <laughs> the length of the game is such that that i felt you know like you know, of course, the first, like, 20 hours, like, the super awesome rush of, like, oh, man, a new Persona game is awesome, it's amazing, I love it so much. And then <laughs> then there's, like, this glut in the middle where it's, like, man, like, I'm not making as much progress as I want in my social stats or my social links or whatever. Like, and it felt like I was playing the game forever and making not as much progress as I wanted. And then I leveled up certain things, and I was, like, oh, right, here we go. And then I just powered through the rest of the game. <laughs> um like nothing. It was so effortless. It was a very effortless 120 hours, which is very weird to say. I mean, you know, this is going to be like the opposite of pretty much all of my complaints with Mass Effect and drama. Like, if I were to tell you, like, something that I re- really, really love about this game, it two things. It has an interesting story and interesting characters that I not only want to learn more about... But I actually want to see succeed, which is <laughs> night and day from Mass Effect, which I'll try not to go back to. But uh, I got to give it to Persona here. I, it, they did this with Golden or Persona 4 Golden, excuse me, mm-hmm. back in the day. But, you know, they have this knack for creating these like uh, I'll say down to earth, uh, relatable characters and, that are all very, very interesting and all have like these like interesting stories about them that, you know, with. I was talking about uh, the previous game and how, like, after, like, four hours, I never want... I, I didn't care for anybody. I didn't care about them finding that goddamn planet they were looking for. <laughs> but with this one, within, like, 15 minutes, it's, I liked the main character. Within 45, I thought Ryuji was the shit, which means awesome, folks. And, <laughs> and I liked every other character. And within an hour... That freaking Kamashita sensei had to go down. 
let me tell you. <laughs> so it was just hitting it on all cylinders for me. What are some of the things you liked about this game, Joe? Oh, uh, man, there's so much that I love about this game. Um, <laughs> I mean, man, it's, I mean, by the end of it, I was like, this was actually one of my favorite games I've ever played. Like, this is such a fucking good game. Um, like, there's no part of it that I wasn't, like, absolutely floored by. Um, like, you know, like, it's, the, the, the like, the combat isn't anything that would, it's, it's not revolutionary or anything, but it's so, <laughs> it's so polished. And like it's just, it does just enough where it's like man this is super, like being being able to do the baton passes and you know like mm. like that's just a satisfying thing to be able to like wipe out a whole a whole gang of enemies just ba- what is basically one turn um, just things like that I, I think are really are really cool because I mean I mean and the game is just so damn stylish it's like like everything about that game's aesthetic is just like top shelf like. If you want an example of how, like, I had, that's one of the things I've written down here, stylish everything. Like, a, a <laughs> it great, feels so effortless. Uh, like, a, a real uh, example, and I'm not kidding around here, is a real good example of how freaking stylish this game is. When you get to the main game, just hit triangle and just look at that screen that pops up. You get this <laughs> awesome am- uh, animation of the character, like, slapping the menu. The menu's <laughs> got, like, like, this cool cartoon cartoonish font to it yeah there's a different animation for every every option that you pick on that menu too oh god yeah like going into menus is like my one of my favorite things in this game (laughs) (laughs) like even just the battle menu too the way that's configured as well um like like the way it's you know transfixed on each of the characters as you as you control them it's like man this is just just (laughs) like going back to that pause menu again it's like not only do you have the character there but if you look behind him you see like all these animations and stars moving around like it's the most effort i've ever seen put into a freaking menu i mean i mean not just i mean not just the menus like uh you know the character designs too like when like all the like in their like all the phantom thieves outfits are like super great oh yeah like like and i love the little character card that pops up too when someone when someone initiates an all-out attack and then you beat the enemy with the all-out attack and like each of the character cards that pops up for the person who initiated it like it's so good <laughs> it's like it's so good they're all so excellent like every time i got a new party member like i was begging for someone to have like a week like some to be weak to their affinity so i could initiate it for the first time and see what the fuck their little victory card looked like oh god oh yeah yeah after you do the all-out attacks yeah yes yeah they're all so good and they all do that little one-liner at the end there <laughs> oh man i, like, I love like, it too okay oh, and and probably and probably the biggest part of the style, like the aesthetics for me, is, is the soundtrack. Like this, the, the soundtrack to this game is incredible. Oh God, yeah, I've like, been listening to it at work, top to bottom. Like the like from from the opening video to like the title screen to the battle music to all the dungeons, like the boss music for like the last two boss battle, battles at the very end of the game. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> like I just get like I like I hum different parts, different songs of that game. Uh, through different parts of my day, like just randomly, like, <laughs> like, like contextually too. Like if I'll be doing one thing, like oh, the, like the shot music goes into my head. If I'm doing another thing, oh, the 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 dungeon music that plays after you've send out your calling card and you're gonna go fight the boss. Like that song pops into my head half the time too. Or when you're just you know cruising around the city at night, you yeah. know. I like all that music. It's so good. Like the intro music, I would listen to it at work. Uh... I love the like you were saying after you give give the calling card the music that uh, shows up that starts playing on that level afterwards. 
Uh, some of the level music is really good, like uh, Kanashiro's music for his level I thought was really good, and then when you get deeper, it takes like a darker tone to it as you get yeah. more closer, so I thought that was great storytelling there. And, uh, yeah, just in general, like, and a lot of it is really, really catchy. Like, the intro music I'll listen to at work in its entirety. It's <laughs> really, really great stuff. Uh, not that Persona is any slouch when it comes to soundtrack, you know, that they did a fantastic job there. Uh, I also want to talk a little bit about the the villains uh, once again. Uh, no spoilers here. I'm just giving it like a really generic explanation for it. But what I truly enjoy about these villains, like uh, once again, using the previous game, <laughs> like I could really care less about this villain or taking him down. But the booking of the villains in this game is very, very great because it's not just an action RPG. There's also a lot of like story bits too, where essentially you get introduced to the to the main bad guy. At first, there's some like some sort of like mystery, like like uh, is he what what is he actually doing, etc. And then then that baby face gets the heat. He starts pouring <laughs> yeah, it on the in the faces. Yeah, yeah, the fucking shoe drops, and you're like, oh, fuck this guy. He's got to go down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I brought up the first, like, the first guy was, like, he's going to go down in my uh, memory as far as, like, memorable first bosses. Like, I wanted to take him down. And, like, afterwards, I was like, hey, I, I don't know what the next guy's going to do to make me feel like that, but sure as heck he does. And then I'm like, okay. That last one was good, but there's no way. And they do it again. Like, they up the ante with every new boss. Like, he sort of gets his own section of the story where the characters are like, oh, this guy's a piece of garbage. And you're right there with the characters saying, yeah, he's a piece of garbage. We need to stop him <laughs> and his evil ways. It's actually, like, really, really great. It's like, it's another incentive to want to complete the level, which is great. It's great when a story can do that. Yeah, and what's great, too, is that you know, each of the palaces is, is, does such a great job of tell, telling that story uh, in their own right. Like, as you progress through each of these palaces, you, like, like between, like, the level design and the enemies uh, or the shadows that appear, um, like, like, all the design is very deliberate to kind of, like, advance, uh, like, what you're supposed to feel about each of these, these villains. And it's like, man, like, everything about, like, all the, like, all the design in this game is, is very, very thoughtfully done. Um, like nothing feels like it's done kind of by accident or anything at all, or where they just kind of put something in cause it, it would be cool. Um, like it all turns out to be cool, but like, it's also very deliberate. And I think that takes a lot more effort than just kind of putting in something cool for the sake of being cool. Mm. Yeah. Like all the palaces are, are storytelling devices in their own right. And I think that's pretty great. Yeah. Like the very shape and look of every level tells you what adds more to the mystique of that boss. And tell you know, and it's just another way of expanding on the story of why this guy is evil. And uh, it's I, I, it's just beautiful. Like everything flows together perfectly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, like yeah, like on the surface, it's like, wouldn't it be cool if the dungeon was a castle or a museum or a bank? It's like, yeah, but like, yeah, obviously that's awesome. But like, it all like it fits those characters to a T. Like, oh, this is like, like this is all really cool. Like for for both the visual and the actual storytelling, uh, you know, purpose. Mm. And uh, going back to what you're saying about the battle system, um, like one of my favorite gaming memories was a time I was playing with Mega Man Two with my older brother, 
and we were taking cra- taking on Crash Man or Clash Man, <laughs> depending on what translation you got. Of course. And uh, we couldn't figure out how to beat him for the longest time to a point where we pretty much did everybody but Crash Man. And my brother was taking him on, taking him on. He was just cycling through uh, all the other weapons until and nothing was having a tremendous effect. And he's like, oh, my God, what do I do? And finally, I yelled out, use Air Man. And he did. And he killed <laughs> him in one shot. And, you know, he actually hugged me like, oh, great job, man. We did it. And <laughs> it's like a fun little memory. I, I feel I kind of feel similar when you go into a new dungeon and there's all these new enemies and it becomes like this rush to try to figure out what they're weak to because uh you know when you're in battle that's kind of important so like when you know it it can be like a fun deciphering thing like you can often look at it, sometimes you can look at the enemy and take a wild guess as to what it is looking at you jack ross and <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you have to actually watch what he's doing and uh from like from what attacks he does, like, okay, chances are this isn't going to do it. What's the opposite of this? And you just sort of go from there. And it's really cool when you figure it out. And then from there, whenever you fight that enemy, you know exactly what to do. I like To me, I thought that was a really rewarding feeling when that happened. I don't know how you felt. Well, yeah, like, you know, especially when you come up to, like, the tougher bosses near, like, the middle towards the end of the game. Um, and once they start getting tougher and tougher with more resistances and they have, like, one weakness... Um, being able to figure it out or just even being lucky enough to hit a, a critical hit, you know, with like a physical attack or something um, and being able to just wreck that fool <laughs> based on your trial and error um, and then being able to use that, you know, going forward when you encounter those enemies again. It's like, yeah, that's that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, is there anything uh, else you wanted to go into as far as stuff you like on this on Persona 5? Um I mean, man, there's so much to talk about. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because, um, I mean, yeah, story, like the overarching story, like it, like it's good. Like I, I like it, but I think it's not quite as interesting as like the individual character developments, mm. um, not just for the party members, for like, but even for NPCs, you know, like the characters that you encounter uh, just in your day-to-day life as a high school student, you know, um, like I find those to be the most rewarding parts of, of, of Persona 5 story. Um being able to really dive deep into what makes these characters tick, like 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 almost all these characters when you first meet them, it's like oh who, like let's see what's up with this fucking doofus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as you as you hang out with them more and more, and you see what actually makes them tick, it's like oh yeah okay, um, it's very humanizing um, in a way that that a lot of games don't really you know don't really get a chance to explore because I mean on the one hand it's like not every game can can justify being 120 hours long you know <laughs> um it, this is this is the rare type of game where you can actually you know all right like let's spend 10 hours just with this character um but like it's it's very rewarding like it's a it's a a crucial part of uh the persona experience and and i, I i'm happy to say that i i didn't encounter any of the characters um that i felt were like a waste of time even oh yeah like that that's surprising like and kind of frustrating too but in a good way like uh, there's cert- like uh, each one as you're trying to raise your confidant level and we should probably t- just give like a summary and a brief explanation about sure. this game aim afterwards but uh like each one is sort of like their own little series in it in and of itself like you, you start to get to know ryuji a little bit and then it's like it's a one-two punch with every relationship first that uh, it's like okay this is why he's a cool dude 
you're like, okay, I'm on board. And then the character starts to trust you over time, and he basically drops a bomb. Some, it can be something about their home life. It could be a dream or something. It's like, oh, man, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Or that fucking sucks, dude. You don't deserve that. And you, <laughs> like you, Before you know it, you care about this fucking character. <laughs> yeah. Every single time. And I agree with you. Like Each character is cool in its in his own way, whether it be uh, your best bud, whether it be a girl that one of the girls that you are starting to starting to like, or whether it's just like some guy giving speeches on the street. I mean, they all have <laughs> a very interesting backstory to them. Yeah, like going into that guy. I forget what his name, his first name is, but he, his name is Yoshida. And yeah. like at first, it's like it's like no good Torah. Yeah. yeah, no good Torah. Um, and. Like, he just seems like this dorky-ass politician. And even after a couple of ranks, I was like, eh, whatever. Like, the only reason I kept hanging out with them is because it it, <laughs> it, it, it ups your charm a bit. Yes, it does, uh, yeah. <laughs> every time I hang out with them, I was like, all right, I guess, I, I guess I'll do this and get my charm up. Um, but no, even as as you progress through that one, um, that was one that, that surprised me as well. Like, I didn't max it out. That was one of the, like, five or six that I didn't max out. Mm. Um, but, yeah, like, as I was getting deeper into it, I was like, oh, okay, this guy's actually got a pretty – good redemption story going here um yeah unfortunately i wasn't able to see it through all to its to its end but um it was going somewhere good i bet I, i'm sure of it uh and uh, for those of you wondering what the main story is basically the crux of it you play as the protagonist which you, know, you <laughs> give him the name like mine's named malcolm spinetti which, oh come on yeah well, well that's weak. if I, no it isn't like if, you can name it you can name it anything you want you want malcolm spinetti yeah yes i did you know why because if i was an anime character that's probably what i would look like <laughs> tell me i'm uh, wrong <laughs> I, I, I gave him two different names based for one for the regular playthrough and then one for the new game plus playthrough <laughs> max do you want, powers do you want... on the <laughs> <laughs> yes yes no max Hank Scorpio. On the <laughs> uh, like, granted, he uh, kind of looks like uh, Spike Spiegel's nerdy son, but still, he, <laughs> it's a, that's a great design for. Uh, it is. They're all like I said. They're all great character designs. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, essentially, you're. I, I named him Shinsuke Nakamura, by the way. Oh, for and you were yelling <laughs> at me. <laughs> If there's a, however, if there's a point where he starts kneeing people in the face, I would have to completely agree with your assessment. There. <laughs> and then, and then for the new game plus, I named him Akira Tozawa. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> ha ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to just a brief go on the story. The protagonist is essentially uh, a character that was sent. Basically, has a record now. And as such, apparently having that as a teenager in Japan really sucks because he has to completely move away from his parents. Yeah, he's, he, he lives in this, in some small town somewhere. Um, he he basically interjects himself when, like, he sees someone, like, imposing himself on a woman, some drunk guy. And, like, he like the drunk guy falls down and he's like, oh, like, I'll sue you. And he does. And he wins. And he gets uh, convicted of assault and he end up having to be expelled from school and and his parents have to send him off to somewhere else to be able to go to school uh and he ends up in in uh in tokyo to to go to school at this fucking at what is it shinju academy shinjin yeah shujin 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 yeah there you go where they have the most awful pants in the history of school (laughs) uniforms 
Like I was, I saw pictures of the game, and I was like, "What the fuck is up with his pants?" Little did I know, he has no choice but to wear these pants. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you get sent to this new school, and uh, upon going there, literally on your first day, like literally on your first day going to school, you're hit with all this metaverse. weirdness as you head into the metaverse somehow, and you meet a cat. It's uh, it's a very <laughs> <interesting> <laughs> it's all very unusual. <laughs> it's all very bizarre indeed and uh now this is the the rough thing about uh persona 5 and that's explaining it to people because it's tough to explain it in a way that makes it sound super exciting because <laughs> the crux of the story is aside from the cool R you know rpg a- action when you're actually in the palace Leading up to it, it's actually like a lot of day to day stuff. <laughs> what if you got? To, what if you bought a game and let you do your laundry? Exactly. <laughs> there is a laundromat you can go to. Like, you wake up, you go to school, you have to be, you have to know, actually know quite a bit, <laughs> and answer questions correctly. You can go to, you can get multiple part time jobs. You can hang out with your friends and ra- raise your relationship levels with them. And uh, do all sorts of day-to-day stuff. And doing things raises your, I guess, personal stats? Or, and your stuff, social stats. Social st- Well, with your friends. But what is it called with you, the star thing? The social stats. That's a social – like knowledge yeah, is a are, social stat? Yeah. Oh, okay. Knowledge, charm, proficiency. Uh, what is it? Guts. 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 Yeah. Guts. Charm. Uh, <laughs> Um, all that good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, what are the so then uh, the stuff with the friends is confidant stats. Then? Yeah, those are those are called social links in Persona Four, and they're just called confidant links, I guess, or just confidants in in Persona Five. Mm, okay. I mean, they work they work the same way, um, but they're just called that. <laughs> so, so, like a majority of the game is really just you like selecting responses. <laughs> which in certain situations, especially when you're on a hanging out with a friend, could like give you an extra boost in your relationship with them. That'll finally take it to, and when I say next level, I literally mean next level, like level <laughs> six or something like that. <laughs> yeah, they all they all max out at, at ten, um, and yeah, like every time you hang out with them, or most of the time when you hang out with them, it goes up a level. But sometimes, because <laughs> all all of the characters are, are are attached to the different persona arcanas. Uh, based on you know tarot cards or whatever, um, and based on and if you carry a persona of the same arcana as as this confidant, then it'll level up faster. Like if you get two little social like little music note points or whatever for response uh, without the persona, you would get three if you had the right persona with you. Which is something I didn't realize, unfortunately, until like well past the first boss. But yeah, <laughs> you generally want to try to have a persona that matches the tarot sign of like all all the people you normally talk to yeah and it's it's tricky at first as you start off the game because you only have slots for six personas um so that gets real tricky at the very start but as you go along um you'll you'll max out at 12 and it gets a little easier um it's still not it's, it can still get tricky because i mean there's 21 different arcanas um 21 different confidants i mean some of them level up automatically so there's you don't have to do anything for that but for like the 16 or so um that do require that, then yeah, it gets a little tricky juggling, uh, juggling that stuff around. Yeah. So, like I said, you're doing like a lot of day to day stuff, but 
the multitasking and planning, you know, it actually he starts to get like really, you know, not a, I, strategic, I would say. <laughs> yes, you, you budget your time in a way like, all right, do I want to hang out with this character that I actually like more or do I want to hang out with the character that will boost this particular stat? <laughs> and in terms of rewards, you're not only rewarded with like a little extension of the story, like maybe you'll find out more about this character that you're enjoying, but they'll, they could also re- stand to benefit from gaining a new action that they can use in battle, like the baton pass that Joe mentioned, which essentially... Yes. If you uh, hit a w- enemy with his weakness, then you have the option then to tag in your, another member of your party who may have uh, the same the ability to strike another enemy because they have their magic is a weakness that for that enemy. So it just makes the battle go by quicker. So like the more the closer you are with other characters, the more the abilities they have that'll help you out later in the game. Yeah, like and even the ones that aren't your party members have different little abilities to help you throughout either in battle or through just your day-to-day life um and that's the stuff like that's the kind of stuff that i'll save for the, the more spoilery end of this uh particular review but um yeah like there's there's a great benefit both practically and emotionally <laughs> to hanging out with all these cool friends all right joe so we've talked a little bit about uh, all the cool stuff here are you ready for my top 10 issues i had with the game I can't wait to shoot down every single one of them. <laughs> I, 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 now, before I go into it, I just want to stress that I do recommend this game. <laughs> it's just, I don't believe you. It's not, a game, it's not a real review unless we like point out little nitpicks here and there. So I try to find exactly 10. And I just <laughs> want to stress right off the bat, this was difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make up a few, Malcolm? Uh, there's at least one on here that is a non-issue. <laughs> girl great actually there's a few things in here that's a non <laughs> all right i would say probably the top 10 the top five will be the actual issues i had but okay that's part of the fun is uh get, when i have to like pull like literally there's a lot of red was one of the top problems for a little while <laughs> until i was like oh wait there's this too <laughs> all right number 10 and this is just a little pet peeve i have joe Mm. Now, a little bit more of the story. This is not really a spoiler, but you're 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 playing the Phantom Thieves. That's the name of your little group. And I called you're... them Bullet Club when I got the chance. You called them Bullet. I never <laughs> want to hear you talk about my originality ever again. But... <laughs> All right, so you're playing the Phantom Thieves, which you do get to name rename if you want to a little bit later. Spoiler. I mean, they, I mean, everyone still calls them the Phantom Thieves. Yeah, you know, just... which which is, is that why? Yeah, I don't understand the point because it never comes up anywhere else. It's like you know, like even we, like even with the, like those super limited network stuff that the game has, mm-hmm. um, it, it like the name of your little group or club uh, never comes up. So I don't understand what the point of, of that was. All right. Well, here the way they explain it is: you're the fan of thieves, and you steal hearts. And by stealing hearts, you turn these horrible people, in, you know, basically to regret their actions and do their stuff. Now, this is just a technical problem I have. But when you think about it, they're not stealing hearts. They're putting it back because mm. that, that's essentially the whole thing. Because, like, 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 say I was the villain here and, you know, I'm stealing Joe's candy every single day. And uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> and Joe and his team of Chicago misfits go into my <laughs> palace and uh, steal my heart. 
which now I feel like an asshole. And <laughs> well, you should. And I profusely apologize. You're not stealing my heart. My heart was already gone. You, I would argue. You're just putting the heart back. If anything else, but well, no, you know, that the uh, the treasure is the manifestation of the person's twisted desires. By by taking that by taking that away from them, there's not there's nothing for them to to strive for, and that's that's the whole change of heart. That's where that comes from. <laughs> Malcolm. Yeah, I, I get it, but at the same time, you're, you're not stealing her. But anyway, issue number nine. <laughs> so you don't get it. Is what you're no, I get it. It's just <laughs> poorly explained by the game, that's all. All right, number nine. And uh, we talked about this uh, a little earlier in the review, but the game is hard to describe to friends. Like, I, <laughs> I was at work, and, like, a friend of mine was asking, hey, what are you playing right now? And I was like, oh, I'm playing the heck out of Persona. And they're like, hey, what's that? And I tell him, <laughs> and I basically tell him what what we said earlier. It's a game where you're basically playing, playing a kid who's living his life, and they're like, "That doesn't sound that exciting." I'm like, no, no, it's really. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I had that a couple times too. We're like, "Hey, what, what's like, what are you playing now?" It's Persona Five. It's amazing. Oh yeah, what's that about? Fuck you! <laughs> Don't ask me follow questions. God, what's wrong with you? Uh, but you know. You know, once again, great game. It's just, <laughs> and thankfully, it's selling really well from what we've been researching, which is great because <laughs> we we want more of this. We're probably going to get a Persona Five dancing all night, for all we know. So that'll be fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it would be nice if it, every game came with a card saying, "Hey, if a friend ever asks asks what this <laughs> game is about, just read this to them." <laughs> it would help us out. All right, number eight, and this is something I've been noticing. Since uh, Persona 4, I actually watched like a YouTube video, which was like all the openings to Personas here and there. Mm -hmm. But something I've noticed about the intros, they do a terrible job of uh, going over the characters that appear later in the game. Like when you turn on, when you play that intro, which is hardly a spoiler, you can, it's like the, literally the beginning of the game before you even hit start. It's like, it's a lot of shots of you, of course. It's a lot of, not not of Persona 4 fame. Uh, There's a lot of shots of, uh, of on or which is just and but whatever and there's a lot of shots of ryuji and even some of yusuke but the latter characters are regulated to one shot and that's it which is a shame because once again all those characters are cool like i just met makoto who is actually once again really interesting is really cool when you're playing her in fights but also has this really deep and you know this uh, interesting story of her life and how all the struggles she's gone through only has one picture. And I won't even get into <laughs> Goro, who I don't even think showed up at all in the <laughs> intro. Like, even if you get to the start screen where they're, like, you know, in the subway and you just see the red silhouettes and the white mask, Goro is hiding, like, right, like, at the very, <laughs> very back. Like, remember AJ Styles in the WrestleMania poster? He's right there. And you, like, maybe see, like, a few polygons of <laughs> I feel so bad for him, which, once again, like, I, I haven't even gotten to a part where I've unlocked Goro, and I think he's really interesting. And no, he does not have four arms for you smart Alex out there. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, like, he's bare, like, he has that curse. Like, if you go back to Persona 4, not the golden one, the golden one fixed everything, but the very f- original Persona 4 intro... It showed off Shie, you had Yukiko, you had Yu, the actual character Yu, 
<laughs> and uh can't believe I forgot the best friend's name. What was it? Hanamura? Yusuke. Yusuke. It was also Yusuke? Okay. No, it was, uh, no, it was Yosuke. Yosuke, Yosuke not, thank you. Yeah. What's a no, not a you. But, you know, like, latter characters maybe showed up for a cup of coffee in there. And that's a little annoying, especially since these characters, once again, are really good. By the way, Yusuke, who shows up uh, quite a bit in uh, in the intro, is unfortunately the spine of the steelbook. So you barely see him at all unless you open the thing up all the way. Like I said, some of these are nitpicks, show, okay? I don't want to... Wanna... Yeah, the, the game should start with an 18-minute video. Uh, just detailing yes. every character. You, you know what? If they're playing... that, If they can stretch that song out for 18 minutes, <laughs> I'd listen to all of it. Like, <laughs> I don't have any problems with that. All right. All right, and then let's see. Number seven. Uh, this, it's a lot to understand and take in. And, you know... It's like there are all these like little int- and don't get me wrong. That's like not a bad thing necessarily, but it can be a little frustrating. Like I completely mi- forgot about the whole you want to bring the same persona as the person you're talking to thing. And mm-hmm. which unfortunately, like there are a lot of pop ups that appear in the game to explain certain things to you. But sometimes they don't uh, they don't appear for certain things and you actually have to re- go through the tutorial stuff in order to find out like uh negotiations which don't worry i'm going to get into that uh <laughs> the whole thing like i had no idea what to do until i actually read an article that you know like there is actually a tutorial that does not pop up you have to research it that explains how you're supposed to talk to this character characters that have this like this like this and because thank god because i was just merely guessing <laughs> it's like oh god and we'll, we'll talk more about negotiations in a second but it, it's a lot of little things like this is a game where i hate to say you know you want to meticulously plan but you kind of have to do that just a little bit and there's a lot of little things in the game too to understand too so it can it's still it's still fun. Don't get me wrong. I had no problems learning it, but it's a lot to take in. And the issue is sometimes you don't know there's stuff to take in. Yeah, yeah. There's some stuff that I just didn't get around to doing because um, I just couldn't figure out how to initiate it. <laughs> um, like like um, every day when or like during every like during the afternoon and during the evening or whatever. Um, if you click in the if you click in the touchpad, it'll tell you it'll break down. It's like okay, like this percentage of people did this type of thing. Or this type of thing, or this type of thing, and towards the end of the game, like one of the things that you can do is like fix computers. I was like, "Fucking what? What? <laughs> <laughs> did what? Where?" And I never figured out where the hell to actually do that. Um, and I mean, it didn't matter because I, I mean, all my stats are maxed at that point. So I was like, "Like whatever I could get out of this, it wouldn't matter." So I, I didn't, you know, lose any sleep over it or anything. But it was just weird. It's like, where the fuck do I go to fix computers? <laughs> That's the thing that just never. That was always in the back of my mind, even as I was, you know, getting towards the game's end. I'm guessing that's a Sakura joint where you're fixing computers. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Could not fucking tell you. Oh, man. All right. Number six. And this is, I, I doubt this, I'm the only one to ever experience this, but I call it that after palace lol. <laughs> Let me explain what that is here. Like, Please do. Now, I just went on about the, how they build up the villains. Like, when you want to take a villain down, like, I found that being, like, the one thing I was thinking about. Like, I would wake up in the morning, do what I, walk the dogs, do all that adult stuff. And I'm like, okay, let's take down Kamashita today. 
and I'll get right <laughs> right back into the game and start prepping to take him down or any of the other bosses in this game. And the the storytelling is spot on. It's like I don't even care about like the final boss or cuz you know I'm starting to get to a point where they're alluding to a higher power, not Vince McMahon. And <laughs> I'm I'm focused tunnel vision on this one guy. And I want to take him down. And when you finally, you have this really, really cool boss. The boss battles, by the way, are also really fun, too. Yeah. Because uh, it's not like a straight up back and forth, back and forth. Like some, like I've noticed with all of them, there'll be like the side thing you can do to give you an advantage to take him down, which is like a fun little aside. Yeah, or, and, it's, and it's tricky, too, because you have to be down on the party member while they go do that for like two or three turns. Mm, but the reward is very much worth it you just have to suck it up and and do it but uh, really really good but if when you get to the point where you finally take down that guy and you're like yes finally whatever you do do not stop playing the game do not just turn it off and just go about what you're doing because <laughs> you i found that uh you know the game is good but the driving force to take down this guy was like a pretty big force it turned out because you know i I stopped for a little a little while, and for me, where I'm doing like multiple games, especially for this show, you know that can be kind of bad. And I finally like like played again, got caught up with the other boss, and then I was back into okay, got to take him down, got to take him down. And uh, this time, however, when I beat the second boss, I made sure to continue on till I saw the third boss. So I was still with, okay, got to take him down, got to take him down. Because if you stop right afterwards, you know, you could find yourself, you know, just like, well, I took down the guy. Because that's how good, great a job they do. It's like, like, remember how much you wanted to kill Sephiroth in Final Fantasy VII? Imagine if every boss in Seven could in- get that kind of reaction from you. <laughs> that's what Persona 5 is, is but... Yeah, just keep that in mind. Like I, like Joe, I doubt had any pro- had no problems not playing all the way through. But no, I did not. <laughs> I was able to power through that. All right, Joe. So we we're past the preliminary problems. We're now to the top five, and this top five I'm going to call the 2017 list because there's at least three on here. Where I could start this off with, it's 2017, why is this Why is this either a thing or why is it not here? Are you ready? Sure. All right, we're going to start with number five because, you know, it's the top five list. All right, it's 2017, Joe. Mm. In a story this huge and this big, how is there no female option? You know, I don't know. Because Persona 3 Portable had a female option. I did hear about that, yeah. It was a great idea. Like, um, and and there were different. The story was different based on you know whether you picked the the the, the male or the female protagonist. Um, never played Persona Three, but it was something that I heard about. And I think it's only in the portable game too. Yes, um, it, it was like in the remastered version. Like I actually did read like or I watched a video that was pretty much the history of Persona. I forget from where, but they went over everything. Uh, the first two games, uh, the translation in America wasn't a good thing. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like in the remastered version of three, it gave you, and to this date, I think I still think it's like the only time they've ever done this: the option to play as a female character. And uh, you know, say what you w- will about Mass Effect uh, Andromeda, and I have, but at least you could play <laughs> as a female there. 
and that has become in in quite a few RPGs. It's becoming more and more of an option to. That play. whole series is a is a, is a female option. Yeah. So, and you're right. It would change things. Change things. Like the only thing I could think of, like trying to think of this rationally, like it took four years for this game to be made from when it was announced. It was announced in 2013, right? Um. Yeah, I think so. And it was supposed to come out in 2015, and lol. <laughs> no, 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 like 14 was when it was supposed to come out. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, spoiler, it didn't. So if it took that long for it to just be made like this, and, you know, like we were saying, it would completely change uh, how, like, the interactions would, would work. Because, yeah, you know, Ryuji, while he's your best bud as when you're a dude, he's going to talk to you a lot differently if you're a girl. That's just natural there's nothing wrong with that same with like all the other characters so you know like you'd basically be rewriting a completely new script for the female playthrough so Mm -hmm. maybe they were like well that'll take twice the time let's not do that just so we can get the game out now and uh you know it it's unfortunate i can sort of understand but at the same time like with a game this expansive i think that you know really that's like the big thing it needs just to be accessible to Everybody. Not saying you can't have fun with this game if you're female, but it, it would be a nice option to have. Is all I'm saying. It would probably be easier just to have to be like, all right, you play as a female in this game, and that's it. Um, rather than say, hey, let's write two home, two giant scripts, <laughs> write this game twice, basically. Yeah, yeah. I would say uh, like, uh, yeah, the women are about due to have a female protagonist <laughs> persona. Yeah, like 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 we've had five. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be, you'll be okay. Yeah, they decided to go. I would I would play a persona with a female protagonist, no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like based on like the entire history of that series, it's like, oh yes, I would absolutely play any version of persona you want to put in front of me. Actually, <laughs> all right, number four. Now, just going into the uh, battle system a little bit here for uh, Persona Four. Uh, the way it works is you want to figure out what the enemy's weak to as soon as possible, because. If you uh, not if you use uh, let's say a spell on one of the enemies that's weak to lightning on them, it'll it hits. It does not only major damage, but it also staggers them, which allows you to take another turn. You could then use that turn to attack another enemy with another element that they're weak to, which in, then in turn gives you yet another turn. Or you could do a baton pass, as we met, alluded to earlier, which gives the turn to another character who may have the spell necessary to take down another enemy. And if you stagger all the enemies there, then you can do an all. You can talk to them, try to get one to join your team. You can do a all-out attack, which does heavy, heavy damage, which could end the fight right then and there, or at the very least take off a chunk of the enemy's health. Or you're, you could essentially rob them, say like, "Hey, give me some, give me something, or give me money, or something like that," which is really, really good, really, really good on especially onis. You want to mm-hmm. rob money from onis as much as possible. You'll know what that <laughs> is when you play the game. They give you. They apparently have quite a bit. <laughs> Now, another way to do to get the stagger effect is if you hit a critical attack, which will stagger them right then and there, despite not using the weakness. Now, here's the thing. Number four, the battle system can be be bullshitty. Like, uh, I'm on the at the third level. I started noticing that more and more enemies were doing attacks that hit the entire party, mm. which just raised the odds of. And not only hitting the entire party, but hitting the entire party multiple times. Like, uh, they would use, I believe the attack's called Rampage. 
where it's mm-hmm. essentially a light attack three to four times on every single member of the party. And it becomes a little bit more, more nerve-wracking because you realize that just increases the odds that they get a critical attack on at least one party member. They only need one, and then they get one additional attack, which they could then use another multi-player <laughs> attack. And if the enemy's on, or God forbid they use like a, a, a spell that hits fire on everybody, and God forbid Yusuke is on your team... <laughs> Because then they get another attack, and it, you can quickly end up losing a party member, or if in really bad situations, you could get a game over right then and there if they're hitting the right com- combination of attacks. <laughs> Just wait till you get towards the end when uh, enemies can use multiple uh, element types for for those group attacks, oh, and God. and they'll, they'll hit one person, then they'll do the different attack, and it'll hit the other person, and they get three at- attacks in. Uh, on the one turn, you're like, well, all right. <laughs> it's like, it's already feels like you're more or less dead. If the, God forbid the enemy ambushes you, which, <laughs> which is yet another layer. Cause you want to ambush enemies as, as uh, mostly as possible. Cause at the very least that makes sure all your party members get to attack first, which prevents all that debauchery. But, uh, you play through the game. You're, you got to the, through these parts. Like, was there a point where it felt like, you know, unfair or bullshitty or did you, were you okay with it? Um, I mean, sometimes it felt shitty, like especially when, <laughs> uh, especially whenever you encounter someone who can do like the instant kill attack, and it's like, oh well, all right, <laughs> and you manage to hit, you know, the, your your character with it. Um, and what sucks too is that um, is that once once Joker dies in battle, like that's it. Like you can't revive him, you can't do anything. Oh, it's like um, a Final Fantasy thirteen type of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, like, he's the one person who isn't allowed to die, because um, if we do, you have to go all the way back to either, like, fear and boss. If, like, it's fair enough where it's like, all right, like, if you're in the middle of a boss battle, you can restart the boss battle. But if you, <laughs> but if you do it, like, in a dungeon, like, during a regular part of a dungeon, and you're, like, right before a save room or whatever, and you haven't been in the save room for, like, 40 minutes, um, and you get killed, it's like, well, all right, that's 40 minutes down the fucking tube. <laughs> um like that kind of stuff sucks. Um, that was also a something I noticed going from the second level to the third level, and I imagine it just gets more and more so throughout the game. But second level, there was like a or second palace, I should say. There was like a save room on every floor, and there, the, I believe there was like fifteen different save rooms. It felt like. Then we go into Kaneshiro's palace or the third one, and there's like maybe five. <laughs> <laughs> like save rooms get like fewer and fewer. It feels like is that. Does that is that a trend that continues or not really? Um, there's about four or five save rooms I feel like in every in all of the dungeons, um, except for the very last one. That one has two. Oh bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> that one has two, so you got to be very careful. Um, but it's actually a pretty short dungeon. It's not that bad. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like they're pretty fairly spaced. Um, it's just it just sucks that if you if you know Joker falls in battle, lights it. Like I I do hate that. Um, but for the most part, I feel that the, the game, like I played it on normal. I don't know what, the, what difficulty you're playing on, but, um, it felt balanced enough where it's like, all right, yeah. Like there's a lot of times where you have to be very careful about, you know, picking the right party members and, you know, swapping the right ones out at the right times. Um, you know, using this, the right, the correct support skills at the right times, um, to like buff or debuff, you know, things like that. Like, in like it, it, it it's it's satisfying to be able to get through like a, a really tough section of a dun- dungeon or get through or a tough uh, boss battle, being able to, you know, kind of outwit the enemy. Like, all right, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But 
Now, I'll admit, I, I did... Oh. S- Go ahead. But fucking Snickles. I will admit that I am playing on easy, but I did start on normal. Come on, man. It was, you know, it was essentially essentially that I I want a little bit more. Put this out on the internet for people to listen to, you know. (laughs) Yeah, 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 you know. (laughs) Get off there, cat. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really notice a change in the difficulty of the enemies themselves. They were still killing me just fine. I just got, like, a little bit more money. So, and I... Maybe in just a little, that's all the only thing I really, really noticed at all, all about this. But you know, it still felt pretty difficult even without the without the change in difficulty. Like I still died just fine on like uh, bosses <laughs> and stuff like that. So I don't think it lo- makes the enemies dumber at all. Just saying that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just something to keep an eye on. The battle system can get a little tricky at the end, which like again, it's not like a game breaking problem. It's just something to keep in mind. Uh, number three, Joe, it's 2017. Oh boy. Why do the English translations on this suck as bad as they do? <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. It's kind of bad. Like, Grant, it's not like, it's not like, uh, you know, the NES back in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> With they, Jimmy they, and Jimmy Lee, but still, no, there's... I mean, no, yeah. they, they did translate it, what if, they did translate it pretty directly without, like... Was it seems like they did translate it pretty directly with like very minimal like adjustment to like what would actually what would actually come out of you know an English speaking person's mouth. <laughs> um, but you know, on the other hand, it's like all right, this game still takes place in Japan with Japanese characters. What's more off putting to me is when they like visit, when they go <laughs> when they like go oh, when like well, I mean I played with the English voiceovers, um, so for me it was like weirdly off putting when they're like oh. Alan, you know English. What the fuck does this say? And like when they say it in English, it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> As he says it in English, like I find that more off-putting than like the actual like localization. Like yeah, it's a little clunky sometimes in terms of like localization, but like that's that's just them translating the Japanese a little bit more literally than other games would. It sucks because I and I think and I think it's just a a, a product of them like the game like all right the game is still taking place in Japan like these are the, these are the phrases that they would use but they would say these things in Japanese like that's that's the way I see it yeah and you know that's a good save against my issue like because they'll still use the honorifics like San or Chan or <laughs> Senpai I, <laughs> I find that stuff pretty charming yeah. Uh, it's not necessary. Like, if you're giving me the English translation, just give me the English freaking translation. Like no oh. one says that in English. <laughs> they should. Maybe we should use honorifics. What's the What's the matter with us, fucking slobs over here? Right. Yeah. Go go call your boss at work, senpai. Tell me how that works out. <laughs> uh, take, take it down a notch, Malcolm. <laughs> you don't like it when he makes a point, do you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It. It's not as bad as, as uh, say, uh, Last Airbender, which makes no sense because the original Airbender was in English, so I don't get what happened there. But uh, <laughs> I, I did notice, like, some of the names, like, Anne is on, which is, like, a little, eh. <laughs> and uh, some of the Japanese well, names. I think that's just her being a rich person. Oh, okay. <laughs> is that like how Triple H used to talk like this because he's rich? <laughs> 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 but... I mean, I can't it, believe I'm at a public school. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, the yeah, you know, some of the like I said, some of the Japanese uh, 
words are a little bad. And there's specific screenshots that I've seen online of it where the translation is pr- is a little rough. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not enough to like that it took me out of the game per se. And I still like the uh, English dub version of it just fine. It was just like it was a little annoying here and there, especially like I said, it's 2017. We're getting fantastic translations of classic works of Japanese uh, media all the time. That is just on <laughs> point. And it's Atlas. I know that they're not hurting for money. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, maybe spend the extra five bucks and get a great translation. I think it would cost a little bit more than that. Probably. You know, considering how much they're selling, they probably don't feel a need to do it. And, you know, worst case scenario, like if you really, really can't stand it, they did do that update to give you the Japanese uh, voices for free. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway, so fuck, then, so fucking put a sock in it there. Shut, you, you shut your face. Right? <laughs> you, I like how you completely, <laughs> I completely fixed the problem that you had for for this game. So I go, it's it's okay, in number here. One, no, you didn't. I was the one who gave the suggestion. Number two, it's still a valid observation here. All right, number two, and here's one you can finally agree with: negotiations can go straight to hell. Yeah. <laughs> They, they really can't. All right. So how do you get personas this time around? Now, it's actually a callback to some of the earlier games. I forget how exactly how it worked in four. But in number five now, when you get an enemy to a point where they're staggered and you hold them up, you can uh, do so and ask them to lend you their power. To which then you enter a conversation. And I'm going to be explaining my encounters with uh, for You can enter a conversation where you're trying to convince them to come to your side, where basically you ask like two questions. They ask two questions of you and you have to be freaking on point and give them reactions that they like because it can be like stupid shit. Like what would your mother think? And it'd be like, you have the option of uh, my mother trusts me to come back or I don't care what my mother thinks or what do you really think she would be upset? Like, and one of those act, depending on how the enemy is feeling, can d- differentiate whether it's the correct answer or not. And oh, we'll get more into that in a second. But <laughs> but I would uh, like I remember when I was trying to get I think it was a slime from one of the earlier dungeons, and I had a save point right then and there. And I literally like would do the hold up, it fail, I would close the game, restart it, and I and enter the game again to try to get the the guy and i did this like 10 times before i finally entered uh, (laughs) entered it correctly and they finally gave it to me now i would find out later that apparently there's if you uh if you hit l1 i believe it is you can you see the stats on the enemy but you also get to see their emotional state yes the enemies (laughs) have friggin' emotional states like (laughs) irritable or Gloomy, gloomy, or uh, tepid, timid. Excuse me. <laughs> tepid. <laughs> Happy, Not... upbeat is another one, and depending on one of the on um, one of those emotions, you, gives you the idea of what you're what you're looking for. Like if, for an example, if an enemy is feeling upbeat, he's looking for you to answer a humorous response, which ordinarily sounds fine or fine. But here's the thing. A lot of times I've noticed you can't freaking tell the tone with some of these answers. Like, 
where like you don't know what the serious one is you don't know what the vague one is so i had like a lot of issues where it was hit or miss and thankfully you know my, my uh teammates would help me out more on that later but it was a I've been finding the whole th- whole thing to be really frustrating. Like, I finally got an Emperor persona. Almost, <laughs> said, almost said Pokemon there. I finally got an Emperor persona, which I needed for Yusuke. But, however, it, it took multiple attempts because, you know, it, he was irritable. And I couldn't figure out which one was the serious answer. Ugh, girl. <laughs> uh well, well, How do you feel on this, Joe? Um, yeah, that's not the best part. But, <laughs> thankfully... Um, as you level up certain confidants, that gets a lot easier to to manage. Where, I mean, even as you level up your party members, like they'll inter- like if it goes wrong, they'll usually interrupt and make give you another chance to get two more uh, answers in. Uh, and that usually that's good enough to figure it out. But like, yeah, it, it's it gets annoying where it's like, all right, I, this <laughs> is probably definitely my least favorite part of the game. Um, but. Thankfully, also, as you get in there later, too, like, if you knock them, like, they'll just, like, once you get their health down super low enough and they realize that they're not going to win, um, they'll just plead for their lives, like, oh, what do I got to do? And you can just say, lend me your power. They'll be like, all right. <laughs> and you can yeah. skip that whole, you can skip that whole conversation just because they don't want to die. Um, right. And you can, uh, if they do try to initiate a conversation, which sometimes they do, you can just say, I don't feel like talking, whatever the bottom one is is I don't have time right now, and they'll just get right to it. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Which, once again, going back to an earlier thing, you don't, while you get a tutorial, you get a tutorial for freaking sneaking around. Like, the entire first palace is a freaking tutorial. But with this, there's no tutorial until you go research it within the system files. Yeah. And yeah, that, that, it, that was a little annoying, because that, that's a major part of the game that you should have explained. <laughs> anyway, number one, and Joe, I, I have a feeling you probably know what number one is already. Mm-hmm. It's 2017. Mm-hmm. It's 2017, Joe. Why are you trying to restrict like every function for sharing media files on oh, the PS4? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, that's dorky. That's I don't know why they did that. <laughs> and, and it's a pity because this game is getting such glowing reviews. It's getting like nothing but positiveness and they do something stupid like this. And <laughs> for those of you who don't understand what I'm talking about or may not have heard about it, uh, essentially Atlas, the people behind this game, it's Atlas, right? Yeah, they published it. Okay. They basically made a mandate that uh, on, like past a certain date because the game's days you know, the gay has real days. They made a specific note to YouTubers. You can't share anything past this or you will be taken down, which thankfully they've gotten more relaxed on. They've extended the day as well as uh, instead of trying to take your freaking channel down, they just give you a warning. Uh, on, <laughs> on top of that, they pretty much shut down every photo sharing video sharing uh, ability that the PlayStation 4 has. So all those uh, fun moments that you're having in Persona 4, are, you know, you can't talk about it. <laughs> you can't, <laughs> yeah. which you would think would be a great thing, but no, but I guess not. Like you can't, like the PS4 can't even take a picture for your trophy when you get it. <laughs> so that, I, I we, we've gone over this uh, in uh, firmware update episodes where, you know, it's stupid. 
We, we live in the age where information is right there. If I want to find out who the final boss is of this game or what the ending is, I can find it pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, the game really, I mean, game just released, you know, a little over a month ago here uh, or worldwide, but uh, it's been out in Japan since September. If people wanted to figure out, you know, what was going on with that game, they could very easily do that. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it sucks. I mean, I understand the impulse because. You know the game is so story intensive, and like, and that's like that's probably the biggest reason people get into you know these Persona games is that you know that like everything, like all of the like not just the overarching story, but like all the little details in between. Like that's the kind of stuff that people take great joy uh, in experiencing for themselves. You know, um, so I understand the impulse, especially because you know that's been so long since Persona Four came out. Um, you know, like even even Golden was in 2012, but the game originally came out on PS2 in what 2008, 2009. Um, so, you know, I, I get it. It's been eight or nine years since like the last game properly came out. Um, so I, I understand the impulse to want to protect that, uh, for, for players, but like in this day and age, it's like, that's, you're, you're really more doing more harm than good, but. Exactly. And it's very strange because Atlas are also, you know, behind certain games like Demon Souls and Dark Souls, which, you know, the entire game. Well, not Dark Souls, just Demon Souls. Just Demon Souls. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, Demon Souls, which that the entire popularity of that game came about thanks to YouTube, just like YouTube video YouTubers going online and, and like share doing walkthroughs, talking about the lore, which would continue on in the later games in the Soul series. But still, it's a, like to be OK with that. And the, like the uh, and plus in this day and age, like plus, like, have you ever heard of the Streisand effect? Uh, I refresh my memory, Malcolm. Stry sound effect. This is like literally a scientific thing where if uh, the more you tell people to not do something or talk about something, the more they're going to want to. (laughs) So going on, making this big rule saying, oh, you can't share any information about the game. And this is going to what Joe is saying. It's doing more harm than good. You're just making people want to share it more. (laughs) And there's like, with YouTube, you can only monitor so much shit. So it's I'm sure when you've got like <laughs> literally people who probably may or may not have wanted to talk about it in like in depth like that. Like when you do something like this, they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I hope they relax later on because that's this is like really this is like the one negative thing that's been like like a dark cloud over this game is these stupid restrictions, but. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, hopefully they relax on that. Cause it's like you said, it's just really silly. Yeah. I mean, that's more of a reflection on the Atlas as a publisher that, 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 that like that has no actual bearing on the game itself. Like the game, the game is awesome, independent of all that stuff. True. But it's the game where that this is going to go down with this game. Like this was the game where you can't share at all. So it's kind of tied in, but anyway, those are my top 10. 10 problems joe as you granted while i think uh, the issues have some validity especially validity validity, thank you (laughs) especially the first top five once again really good game like the more i struggle to come up with a good with a good issues which i I thought i did a bang up job there Mm. there, the, the better the game is this game is tops this game is a must get to say this game is in our game of the year tournament is an understatement (laughs) <laughs> it is number one with a bullet for me right really? now. Really? Oh wow! Yeah, 
I, I was expecting Zelda to be your number one right there, but that's... I mean, it was. I mean, and, and that's no knockout Zelda, because, man, that game was <laughs> incredible in its own right. Hey, I don't uh, mind a uh, PS4 exclusive being the number one. <laughs> uh, but, man, like like I said, uh, Persona 5, um, I mean, Persona 4 was such an incredible game for me. Like, that, like that's... Like, I, I don't play a lot of JRPGs, really. Um, you know, obviously, Final Fantasy XV won our, our game of the year last year. Um, but aside from that, and, like, Persona 4, <laughs> um, like, I'm not really big into the JRPG scene, you know? Um, so, but, yeah, Persona 4 and Persona 5 now are both, like, really... Like, those games are very special to me, <laughs> these Persona games. They're, 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 they're just so good. Um, and, yeah, like, I mean, these... Yeah, like for me personally, these these rank is very highly um, for me on, on my personal list of, of just really incredible games that I, I would actually rank very highly. Mm. It's an all time great for me, Malcolm. Is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, like I I'm thoroughly enjoying this game so far. Like each new character, like it's like a little treat. You get like a so far with like most of these levels, you encounter a new character, which you know, they're going to do a good job with. Cause like, you know, the first four were freaking awesome. So you look forward to that. You look forward to seeing these big evils you have to take down or seeing what their palace is or seeing like more personas, which uh, we didn't even get into anything like fusioning fusions or anything like that for Christ's sakes. But well, we can talk into, we can talk about that in the strategy part of this uh, review. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, th- to say this is a must get is a gross understatement, especially if you're into like <laughs> RPGs in general. Like the, yeah, like this. This is a fine example of great storytelling, great gameplay, just great soundtrack, great style, like great everything. Like when you see this game, like within an hour, I'm like, okay, I understand why this took four years. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, if you want, if someone asks, like if someone's like. If there's someone that you know that you're like, they're like, ah, like I've never really played JRPGs and I'm not really sure if it's something I would like. I feel like the Persona games have really solidified themselves as something that you could be like, all right, this is something. Like, if you don't like this game, you don't like, you're not going to like any other JRPGs, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like this. It's official at that point. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, everything about their, about these games, like, the characters are so much fun and so relatable. Um, the combat is always super great. Um, the soundtracks are, are always so catchy. Like, it, like there's such complete packages that if you don't like Persona, you just don't like JRPGs. I don't think. It's like, if, if you don't like this game, just get in line for Call of Duty World War II. You <laughs> fucking <laughs> hey, come on, that's no, not I'm fair. Yeah, fuck it. But you know, th- yeah, this is a fun game. Like, with the exception of what Joe was saying, if you're just not into JRPGs, like, this is yeah, the, like, the J- JRPG to get. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely go get it. All right. So, thanks for joining us, RK. We'll see you later. So, we will now go into spoilers. And we are back. And now we're going into more spoilers. Spoilery stuff. Uh, Joe, you want to lead the charge on this one? Um... Yeah, sure. I mean, well, I guess what I, what I mostly want to get into in this part is kind of more, you know, not just not necessarily like super story heavy stuff. Like, I don't want to like just take a fucking storybook fucking walkthrough of what the story is because that's not fun for anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, I'm thinking more along the lines of like, what can I what can I offer someone who who enjoys these games immensely uh, to maybe alleviate someone's playthrough, maybe someone's struggling. 
they're they're kind of they're kind of not sure what to do, how to go about it. No, their their day lives as a high school student at yeah, Shooting Academy, you know. Um, so, if anything, Malcolm, I I, I want to kind of defer to you. Like, what kind of questions you would have? Uh, like, what 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 thing what what are the things that you struggle with? Uh, or what what like what are the things that kind of kind of uh, perplex you as you play through Persona Five? Um, hmm, because like like it, it's easy to get over, like as much fun as the game is, you know, it's very easy to get overwhelmed uh, with the amount of choice that you have. Uh, with the things that you know are on offer to you, it's like, oh, do you want to, you know, like, should I go hang out with, like, should I go hang out with my friends so I can, you know, get their, get them to be able to like recover status ailments for me in battle, or should I just go hang out at this fucking burger joint and eat a big ass burger <laughs> to get my guts up, you know? Yeah, um, that, that, that's a good starting one. Like, in your opinion, which is the bigger need to get right there? Like. Stats to your uh, social, which still it makes no sense that it's called that now, but all right, the social, <laughs> which is basically the star, or do you think confidant improvements are more important? Well, that's tricky too because like a lot of the, a lot of your confidants later on in the game as you as you progress, they are gated behind uh, behind certain thresholds like like uh, Iwai, the 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 vendor at the airsoft at the airsoft um, you know shop. Uh, the weapons vendor, he he's he's a confidant that you can level up, but you can't initiate that social link until you get your guts to level four. Um, like one of your the last party member that you get, um, you can't you can't level her up until you get your proficiency, unless your proficiency is maxed out. Um, like you can't even talk to her. <laughs> like you can't talk to Makoto after a certain point if your charm is in a certain uh, at a certain place. So like it's very like you do have to find that balance. Um, but it does get easier as you level up certain certain um certain other ones like the most probably the most the the one that i would always recommend people to like kind of focus on uh to to be able to do things to do more things uh down the line is to like i like i would level up kawakami she's the you know she's the teacher slash (laughs) slash maid um Which is kind of hilarious in its own right, and that becomes and again, like that's that's something that starts off as a what the fuck type thing, <laughs> uh, and then as you go through it, you're like, oh man, this is super tragic actually, uh, and she doesn't deserve to have to do this at all. Um, but leveling her up, like it's tricky to level her up because she costs fucking five. What is it? Five thousand. Five thousand yen. Every five, single yeah, time. it costs five. Yeah, five thousand yen every single time you level her up. Um, but as you level her up, she offers a great number of benefits to you. Like, the, one of the first things she does is she lets you slack off in class or whatever. Uh, and what that means is, like, if she, even if she's not teaching the class at, the, at that point, like, like, if it's another teacher, she'll just go, oh, will that teacher please report to the office for a second? And that gives you a chance to either, you know, like, read a book or, like, build a tool to raise your proficiency or whatever, or to study anyway <laughs> so you can keep your knowledge up anyway. Uh, he, like, things like that. The protagonist is, like, the fastest reader. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I'll read a giant book in three days, in three sittings. It's like, okay, it's like he's, <laughs> he's able to read half of a book within like one trip through the subway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I was able to sit down and read a book. How long was it? Eighty nine pages. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, like uh, I can, I completely like Makoto is like can be the biggest struggle I've noticed, which thankfully I've been able to avoid. Because like the when you know she becomes a party member and it's great that like that's the one negative to getting new party members, 
like right. in new levels, you know, granted they have all these cool abilities, but they can't do a baton pass. They can't do any of the uh, cool additional moves like my, that my confidant level nine Ryuji or my right, confidant yeah. level eight and can do. Yeah, so while it's great to have like that person's like attacks in your repertoire, like it does kind of kneecap you at the beginning to do that. So like, so going back to my point is that once you, well, like once you max out Kawakami um, to her max confidant level, you can still call her uh, to do your chores. Like that's that's one of the things that she can do is like she can do your chores, um, and you can just fuck off and go do something else instead of doing those chores. Um, like if you want to do laundry, she'll do it, and you'll go hang out with somebody else. Or if you want to make coffee or curry, she'll do that, and you can go hang out with somebody else. Um, and when you max her out, like she'll do that stuff for free on top of that, <laughs> um, like just completely free. And on top of that, um, you know, like every time you go to the metaverse, whether it's like mementos or to, uh, you know, the palaces, um, what sucks is that like at the end of the night, it's like, well, you're just too dead ass tired to do anything. You just go straight to bed. But once you have Kawakami maxed out, you can call her and she'll give you a massage and you can just continue with your day as, as if you hadn't gone to the palace. Um, and then on top of that, you could say like, oh, also after the massage, can you please make me some coffee while I go hang out with somebody else? Um, and once I was able to do that, like I was able to do get so much done uh, that I wasn't able to do before, like maxing out other confidants or maxing out other social stats. So like that's always like the first person like that's like one of the like outside of like your actual party members, like she's probably like the most practical one to, to max out first. Mm. Um, and if you if you manage to max out, you know, Sojiro as well. Well, you can't max out until a certain point anyway in the story. Um, so, you know, just max him out as quickly as you can um, when you're allowed to. Um, but maxing him out is, you know, you, you're able to brew coffee or, or make curry. And the coffee and the curry is is very essential because like those are one of the, some of the only items that you can use to replenish, you know, SP uh, in dungeons. Like, SP is, like, super hard to replenish. Uh, like, you have to... Like you, like you can barely even you can't even buy a lot of like there's a lot of items there like there's plenty of hp recovering items that you can buy but there's so little that you can do to recover sp so being able to make that stuff uh on your own you know that's that's always a huge deal but as you level him up you recover more sp once you get the master curry and the master coffee like that recovers you know 100 sp to the party or to yourself or to one person you know respectively um and to be able to tell Kawakami to make that shit for you <laughs> while you go do something else, you know, by the time you get by the time you get to the next palace, you'll have like enough of that shit to be able to get through the palace in like one day. Oh yeah, and uh, let me th- SP is essentially your lifeblood for getting past those dungeons because you know that's what you're doing mainly to stagger like the enemies and like to make quick work of them. Otherwise, you know, it's going to become a, a real endurance challenge if like. You yeah, because reco- yeah, because recovering HP um, isn't that hard. Like between you know items and like skills, you can recover that pretty easily. Um, but once you're out of SP, it's like, well, your only real option is either have a bunch of shit in your inventory to be able to recover it, or fucking leave. <laughs> like those are your options usually. Um, so being able to make you know high like those items that recover it, that recover them, that recover SP at a very high rate, uh, and to be able to have somebody else do it for you while you go do other things like. Like, once I leveled up Kawakami and, and, and Sojiro, I was like, man, this game became... <laughs> like, I was able to get so much more shit done. Uh, because I didn't have to worry about, A, wasting like wasting my own time making that stuff. And then, you know, being able to... Or or then on top of that, like, having to spend all this time in the dungeon when I could be doing something else in the daytime instead. Mm. 
So I, I definitely uh, hear you on the fine balance there. Cause like on the one hand, my level nine Ryuji is such a lifesaver. Like he, you know, I was like, there was in the last dungeon, especially I kept getting hit with fear and all these like <laughs> ailments. And like, uh, after like one turn, not being able to do anything, he'll like run over and like hit me in the side of the head and I'm fine again. <laughs> yeah. And which is one of his abilities when you get to like level seven, I believe. So, yeah. So yeah. And, and it has the ability to do that now too. Plus, uh, I was mentioning, uh, negotiations like when I fuck up and they're like, okay, Hey, fucking hold up here. And you get like <laughs> another chance. Like that's helped me capture quite a few personas. Yeah. So it's like really, it's like, uh, like I said, it's an amazing incentive to want to level up your characters. Cause not once again, not only do you get the, that cool story, but they also, you also get all these extra benefits, but going to what you were also saying there, if you don't have the means or the, the social skills to do, to even engage in conversation, that's, that's neither here nor there. So <laughs> you have to like, uh, do, do stuff. Now, as far as racing your social skills, like I know drinking hot coffee at the diner is like the bee's knees, <laughs> at least for me, especially with knowledge, which is a pain in the ass from even if I get every question right in class, like I think I just recently got it to two. Like, I don't know if you looked, <laughs> looked at that picture that I sent you. Yeah. But, uh, like, I, what did you think for where I was in the game? How is that? Um, well, I have to double check that, uh, that image here because he did send it to me. Give me one second here and I'll yeah. take a look at it. Um, let's see, one second here. Media. There you go. All right. So, um, at this point of the game, I can't, I can't quite make out the date, uh, the in game date here, but you're, uh, you're level three for everything, um, except for proficiency and kindness, which are at level two. Um, yeah, that's 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 perf- I think that's perfectly on par. Uh, what's what's that? Um, like I found that the hardest one is to level up. Like I found knowledge to be pretty easy to level up uh, after a certain point because I mean between you know your classes, one of your confidant links, like she'll like just hanging out with her, she raises your knowledge up a bit. Um, you know, doing things like crossword puzzles or studying for like finals or whatever. Cause like every time that there were midterms or finals, like, you know, like you'd spend the whole week with like your friends, like, like a different friend would call you every day. Hey, do you want to study with me? Do you want to study with me? Um, and every time you do that, that gives you a bunch of points. So like that stuff was like, I found that one to be the easiest one to actually level up. Um, uh, and I believe that's June 2nd that you're looking at that. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. After two months, I think that's pretty good. Um, like proficiency leveled up pretty quickly for me too, because like as you, as you're exploring like mementos and palaces, like you come across all these different um, treasure chests, and some of them are locked. And of course, you need a lockpick to be able to to be able to make them. So you make you make lockpicks just to be able to open them. And as you make more lockpicks, um, your proficiency goes up, and that's that's pretty. One hand washes the other in that case. Um, that one said so that one leveled up pretty easily, and the higher your proficiency is, the more lock picks you can make in one time. Like a lot of times, I'd be making two or three lock picks uh, with just the one, you know, like make because when you start, like oh, you, you use the one, what is it, like the silk yarn and the fucking whatever the fuck, one of each item, and it creates one lock pick. But as you go up, as you go towards, once you get higher up on that, like 
like those same materials make more lockpicks. So it's it's like I said, it's it's essential. So that that one, the hardest one I think was like kindness. <laughs> Kind kindness was pretty tricky. Yeah, I can um, give you two hints actually. There uh, with uh, lockpicks or when you're like sitting at your desk to raise a profi- proficiency, like once in a blue moon, you can. Uh, you'll get like an extra lock pick and that'll give you like three points towards proficiency instead of the usual two. Right. But what I like to do is if you save the game, cause it's random, believe it or not. So if you <laughs> save the game before you do that, and if you get to just like restart the game and try it again until you eventually get three, that's a way to get an extra point. I mean, here and there. And, uh, what was, Kindness, the easiest way to do it is with uh, bionutrients or, like, any type of fertilizer. Cause... Yeah, f- feeding the, the, the plant that's in your room raises your kindness. Um, hanging out with Sojiro raises your kindness. Uh, there's, a, there's a second confidant that raises your kindness as well. Um, what else raises your kindness? You know, certain movies and books, of course, but, you know, that goes for any other stats. Oh, yeah. uh, like uh, the fertilizer, I think it's called Mega Fertilizer in Shinjuku. That'll raise it three points every yeah. single time. And the other thing, the thing about that though is that it does last a lot longer. So I don't know if it, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know what the actual practicality is. Well, the the benefit of that, if you use the bionutri or the fertilizer, it doesn't count as an action for the evening. So you could yeah. still do something else and get yeah, that's, more. Yeah, points. no, of course. I mean, it takes a fucking minute to fucking feed a plant, you know. <laughs> should, um, yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Um, looking at these other skills here. What, what, let's see. Actually, Guts was actually the one that leveled up the last, though, just because by the time I got to the end of the game... Um, there were fewer things to do to raise that up. Um, like at first it was actually one of the second, the higher, like it was one of the things I leveled up pretty quickly at first, but as the game goes on, there are just fewer things to do to raise it up to its maximum. So that was actually ended up being the last one I raised. Um, but yeah, like usually what you could do for your guts is you just got a fucking big bang burger or whatever. And just down that <laughs> ridiculous hamburger, that ridiculous burger. Um, like even if you already, even if you beat it, like there are three tiers of burgers. So even if you beat the last tier, you can still go back and, and get the same amount of guts every time. Um, and that's what I ended up doing for the, for the last, to, just to max it out. Um, yeah. Social stats. <laughs> like, uh, do you recall what you get when you max out Ryuji? Cause he's okay. currently mu- at, uh, nine for me and I'm very, I haven't had a chance to look what you get when you get him to 10. Well, when you level up all of your party members, the last thing that you get at level 10 is they their personas all evolve to a, to a more powerful form. Uh, they Yeah, the persona changes and they get a special uh, a special move. Uh, I got to tell you, I, I love Ryuji. Like, <laughs> like uh, you know, people give him shit in, uh, for being – he's essentially the idiot – the – I don't want to say idiot. I'll just say like the. Oh, clown. he's an idiot. <laughs> he, and let's not forget that uh, every time you watch the intro, it always ends with him finally losing it and killing Morgana by throwing her into a freaking TV. <laughs> <laughs> just throws uh, her into the billboard. Oh, the back and like forth between the. <laughs> she's like, fuck this stupid cat. <laughs> Die. But uh, it's a really like a. At first, you keep him. I kept him around because he was like the heaviest hitter. I don't know if that remains true throughout. No, the yeah, game. he's he's one. Him and Anne are are both like the hardest attackers. Oh, really? 
Yeah, like Yusuke's got like the best critical hit rate. Like Makoto's got, she's kind of balanced. She, she can buff everyone's defense pretty well. She can heal too. You know, things like that. Oh yeah, but you know, going back to the whole stories there, like especially, and, and I'll talk about Ryuji's just because he's so early in the game. But his his entire backstory with uh, the track team, and he, even though he's not on the track team, he's still trying to help the track team and all that shit. Like ah. Oh. Mm. He is such a good guy. I, I, <laughs> oh, he is such a likable guy. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, so I think we talked about pretty well uh, about the social links. Uh, confidants basically it seems to be a mix of uh, make sure your social links are up because you never know when you're going to need a high enough of stat to talk to people. Like, right. The whole guy at the Airsoft or whatever the yeah, yeah. store is. That that's annoying as fuck because Morgana keeps bringing up. Hey, let's ask him about in the bag, and they're like, I'm not even there yet, man. <laughs> Just... Yeah, it's a, it takes a while to to get because you have to get to level four to to even initiate that confidant, and then halfway in, you have to get up to level five to get to the rest of it. It's like, ah, oh, goddamn it. <laughs> I do like his music and his menu when you're like buying his stuff. music. No, that music that that music it pops into my head all the time. I said that at the beginning of the review. Does it ever pop up when you're like shopping? <laughs> <laughs> you're all, like Walmart. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, uh, as far as raising social links, it can be a little daunting, but uh, having you know the persona there when you're talking to the pe- person helps. Also, definitely helps to have like a good persona, so you want to keep it around. And... Right, and it's it's important too not to get too attached to any particular persona because, like, once you level them up a few levels, like they're not going to learn anything else. They don't learn new skills beyond like three or four, um, and they learn them pretty quickly, like within one or two levels of each skill. So, like, once you max out, all, once you've gotten all the skills that you can out of them, like fucking use them and fucking get a better persona down the line. Um, like, they're not. Like, I mean, like, it can get easy, like, it, it's easy to, like, make that Pokemon comparison, because, like, oh, you fucking, you catch them all or whatever, but, like, unlike Pokemon, you you, you don't grow attached to them, because it's, it's just not practical to <laughs> So go ahead and fucking go off with their Execute heads. Execute them. <laughs> and fucking make better fucking personas. Now, uh, just out of curiosity, he, uh, like, actually, I'm going to first agree with you, like, for the longest time, I had uh, one of these personas... Uh, I forgot what it was called because, you know, they've all got like these like weird out there names, <laughs> but uh, they've got it, it was the one that looked like basically a plucked bird. OK, or just because it had a good ma- magical stat and what have you. Plus, uh, like I tend to like group like a bunch of attacks into one. Like he had like uh, Guru, Bufu and Agi <laughs> all in one, which I know some people are like, what the fuck is he talking about? Right <laughs> No, like, it's important to have, like, different, you know, like, a wide skill set to be able to, like, attack different, you know, elements and, you know, have a couple for just, like, being able to buff or debuff. You know, so it's important to have, like, a wide net. And then on top of that, you want to be like, oh, but I also want to make sure I got the right arcana so that I might go fucking hang out with this fucking kid at the arcade, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that I can level him up fast. Um, All of that shit comes into play, but for the most part, you want to at least make, you you primarily want to make it as easy as possible for yourself to get through a dungeon or through mementos because like, like you, you can always get rid of the personas and call them back. 
uh, to be able to like, all right, I got to go hang out with this fucking guy over here. Let me call a son arcana. Like you could just go back and just buy them back. You know, it's not a big deal. All right. And uh, something else, uh, another reason to want to fuse as uh, many as you can. And, uh, and something that's been really benefiting me. Like when we were talking about the review, I was mentioning how, you know, the thrill of finding out what the weakness is. However, if you just so happen to create uh, one of the persona that's in that dungeon before you mm-hmm. go there, because you did, now you you automatically know all the strengths and weaknesses of said persona. So that helps you. It's sort of like preparation for the next one. Right. Like there's no <laughs> like there's no reason not to fill out the compendium as much as you can by by fusing personas and, and strengthening them whenever you can. Um, yeah, just, just do that. <laughs> like, like, and like, like when you, one of the, one of the confidants is the, the two twin girls in, in the velvet room. Um, and you, as you level them up, they, they, just if you max them, Caroline. yeah, if you max them out, like, like their thing, when you max them out is you can create personas of any level, whether they're, they're more powerful than you or not. Oh, nice. uh, I wasn't able to max that out, unfortunately. But um, so, what was the third one? So we know one was uh, the politician. The other one was Justine and Caroline. What was the third one that you weren't able to max out? Um, I wasn't. I wasn't able to max out Hawaii, the 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 merchant. Oh, uh, okay. Well, the, yeah, cause, the weapon guy. Yeah, because I, I I couldn't get my guts up fast. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn it! Do, do, um, do you have it? <laughs> good guts. I, I said that every single time my fucking guts thing went up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, guts. Um, hold on, let's see. Who did I know? I didn't level up the wardens, the, the twin wardens, as they call them. I didn't, um, I didn't level up the politician. I uh, didn't level up um, Yoshida, the politician. Uh, shit. There's a couple of other ones. I'm trying to remember. Um... I wasn't able to level up that that kid in the arcade, um, which sucks because he's he's pretty he's pretty useful. He he really ups your gun game uh, to a pretty tremendous extent if you level him up hard enough. Like I was able to level him up high enough where I got I was able to up my ammo, my maximum ammo, and to be able to use less ammo. So I was like, okay, oh, that's nice. yeah. Um, being able to like fucking hold to be able to just like spam the gun at the beginning of sub fights without like. <laughs> Without uh, draining any of your ammo, it's like okay, this is actually pretty cool. Now, how do you feel about the gun? Because uh, I, I really only ever use it if the enemy happens to be weak to gunplay. In which case, yeah. I suddenly hate Anne. But aside from that, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, like I said, like until you start leveling up that kid in the arcade, there's not it, like it's like you said, it's like it's only really useful if someone's weak to that, to, to weak to gunfire. Uh, but once you level them up, you're able to like land critical hits basically every time. But you have to waste. Uh, like a full clip of of your ammo to be able to do it, mm. um, but even then, as you level them up, you'll use less ammo and you'll have more ammo to use on top of that. So you can use it like five times uh, before you have to like leave the dungeon and replenish your ammo or whatever, um, which is usually enough to get through the dungeon anyway. So, like, did you have any favorite persona early on in the game? Like right now, I'm in love with uh, one called Matador, which is <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty cool uh, design. Like I liked, uh, like there's one that's called like the Hell Rider or whatever. That's like basically Ghost Rider. Oh, <laughs> I <was> nice. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, there's a lot of cool persona designs. Um, 
but mostly I, I I ended up being more attached to their stats than their designs. Mm. <laughs> like as soon as soon as I saw, I was like, oh, I can fuse. Because um, what's like like you can't fuse anything. Like I wasn't able to fuse anything more powerful than myself or whatever. But like depending on your arc, like depending on how you level up other people or whatever, if you level up that arcana, they get bonus XP and they can become more powerful anyway. Um, so like if you have a max confidant or whatever, like oh like I like I'm a level you know seventy or whatever. Um, so that's the like that's the most powerful persona I can fuse. But it's but the arcana of that. That persona's arcana is maxed out, so he'll get bonus XP, and all of a sudden he's level seventy six. Instead, it's like yeah, <laughs> and toward and toward and you know as you progress through the game, you can sacrifice other personas to strengthen him again and get those same XP and get that XP again. Um, so I was able to fuse a fucking persona that was like level seventy nine, even though like I finished the game at like seventy three. <laughs> I was like shit, yeah. I was like I was just fucking murking fools at the end. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, another fun tip that I, I realized as I was playing the game. Uh, now, the thing with the persona, at least until you max out that certain uh, certain th- confidant thing that you're mentioning, they can't be the. I almost said Pokemon again. The persona can't be higher than your level. Right. How, however, if they happen to level up after you summon them, then that's a completely different story. Like for instance, I was level 19 when I got Matador. Mm-hmm. And uh, however, with the bonus that I got from, he went up to twenty three. Right now, I could still use him. So even though he was a level higher, because at the time I purchased him, he was the same level. Right. He just, I, I don't think, I don't know if he actually, I don't know if he can level up until I get to that level. But at the same time, you get like a nice little bonus there, which is greatly appreciated. Oh yeah, like I said, like my most powerful personas were all more par- were all higher level than I was yeah, by yeah. the time I got to that final boss. Um, yeah, like I had yeah, like I had a couple of like level seventy nine or seventy eight level personas, and I was like in there at level seventy four. Mm. So, so yeah, like uh, Justine Caroline's, I do need to work on that. I'm only on level. I'm only on the second one. Yeah, it's tricky though because like. I couldn't max it out because, like, that's one that you could, if you got the right personas uh, in your inventory or your compendium, you could technically do that whole thing in like one day. That's mm-hmm. the only that's, that's the only social link that you can max out like all at once if you have the the right tools for it. Um, but that's highly unlikely. <laughs> um, I like I like I I I realized that I was reaching the point of no return in that game. I was like, uh, let's see how much I can max this, these two kids out, and I got it to level five. Before I was like, ah, I I don't have the personas to fuse here. Oh wow! Uh, like I don't have the correct personas to fuse. Like and I can't go into mementos because like like I just I literally cannot do that anymore at this point in the game. Uh, so I was like, damn it. So I had to I had to live with that. But I love I love <laughs> Caroline is so much fun. She's so fucking mean. <laughs> they really like I I lo- every time uh, you go to the Velvet Room in the real world. And uh, she jumps off the door frame <laughs> and kicks you in the ass straight into the. Like, I laugh every single frame. <laughs> like, it's funny because it's always her in the real world, and then it's always Justine who lets you politely in in the metaverse. Like, yeah, come on into the metaverse. Which is she's her- go ahead. Like she's always the one that lets you in in the metaverse, and then Caroline's always the one that kicks you in the fucking ass uh, when you get in there in the real world. Now it's kind of funny. Like something I was tempted to put on to the top ten list. Whereas, like, stuff on here that I thought I felt were, like, kind of plot hole-ish. Like, uh, for instance, uh, 
okay, we didn't go into it in the in the main review, but the you know the backdrop for like pretty at least the first half of the game I'm going to say is that you're recounting this whole story to an attorney. Yeah, and, the prosecutor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you could make the argument that this game should really be an hour and a half at most, because as soon as you start talking about a talking cat helping you in this uh, <laughs> extra dimensional dungeon, she should have just closed her folder and said, all right, if you're not like, going to take this shit seriously. Uh, <laughs> the witness is being uncooperative. You <laughs> should have treated the witness as hostile. <laughs> and, uh, and they do try to explain certain things like, I, but so, those explanations I thought were also kind of silly. Like, according to uh, Ryuji Anon and Morgana, like, every time you enter the Velvet Room, it's just you going in there. You don't take your teammates there. Yeah, but, the, like, they don't, as far as they're concerned, you just kind of, like, stand still for a second or whatever, and they're like, what's up with you? You're like, huh, what? I was gone in that room for, like, half an hour with fucking physics personas. <laughs> Wait, all right. And as they far specifically as... say it was just a second? The what? Because uh, I didn't hear, did they specifically say that, you know, for a second there, you just, like, dazed off there? Or, yeah, once you, like, the first time you go in there, like, during, like, with the metaverse, I think when you, when, when you first let, like, on into your party, I think that's when they were both like, what happened to you? You're like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean, what happened to me? It's like, and everyone's just like, uh, never mind, whatever, who cares? <laughs> Everyone just brushes it off. Because for me, like... It sounded like uh, I was like for the entire time I was in there, I was just standing there in the day. So like, so so seriously, Ryuji on and everyone else were just like standing there, like, yeah, well, <laughs> he's our leader. We got to stay here. <laughs> 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 Fucking a, but you know, I I do appreciate that they're trying to explain it. But yeah, typically, at least in three and four, like the other teammates don't even know what the fuck the velvet room is. Yeah, I do like that you can actually see your character in the Velvet Room this time. I think like in four, you it was just a limo. Yeah, it was just a limo. You never even see you, which was the name of the character. I know, imaginative. <laughs> that that that's like naming the main character a hero, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you never actually saw him in the limo. You just looked across and saw uh, Celeste, I think her name was, and Igor. And then, no, it was Elizabeth. Elizabeth, okay. And then, of course, in uh, Golden, you got Marie in there sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, which was which is uh, always fun. But anyway, so yeah, you you want to create personas as much as possible, not only for the advantages, but you know, stronger. You want stronger and stronger personas, and they can help you out in tremendous ways too. Mm. Let's see. Let's see, stuff you, like, we've gone over, as far as social links, going real quick, did I mention hot coffee from the diner? From the diner. I don't remember any specifically hot coffee. Like, I know you can order coffee, but was it, I don't remember it being particularly hot. What's what's this hot coffee business? This is a uh, diner in Shibuya. Right. They sell, like, this, one is like a nostalgia steak or something like that, and the other thing for 700 yen is a, uh, is hot coffee. And if you drink that, you'll always at least get one point in guts and two points in knowledge. However, if you drink on a rainy day when there's less people, you get three points of knowledge instead of two. Mm. And, and yeah. You, so that it's one of like anything that can boost multiple stats at the same time is always really, really good in my opinion. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Like, you know, going to, you know, Big Bang Burger is good for that. Um, you know, going to the diner is good for that. Uh, what else is good? 
trying to remember. But yeah, anytime you can get, you know, different, you know, different things in play there, it's always a benefit. Oh, and uh, as far as going back to confidence that give you like boosts and stats, I know the politician and the reporter all raise your charm by like three every time you hang out with them. Yeah. That part I do remember. Yeah, once I like both of them, uh, I was able to max out my charm pretty easily. And every Sunday at the Juice Shack at the uh, <laughs> underground walkway, they have like this thing that'll give you a point in like a rant, like in a different uh, stat every single time. It's 5,000, but it's an extra point. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then there's like little things like if you go to the bathhouse on certain days, you'll get like on three, Monday and Thursday, Monday and Thursday, you'll get three points in the charm department. And if you go on rainy days, you can also raise your charm as well by being there longer. Um, or uh, raise your guts by one if you stay there too long by accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, too. Um, what do the batting cages do? Those raise your proficiency. Ah, okay. And if you manage to, you know, hit all of the ball, if you get, if you manage to hit all the pitches, you get a prize. If you manage to hit home run, that's also a different prize. Um, and are these like mini games or is it just like you watch it play out? No, they're mini games. You'd have to, it's pretty easy. Um, <laughs> um, but you're better off, you know, making lock picks or whatever, if you want to raise your proficiency, cause at least you get something out of it. <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that too. Definitely. Um, just out of curiosity, did you only romance Makoto or did you do multiple like with four? No, that's never a good idea, sir. Cause that always comes to bite you in the ass on oh, Christmas okay. day. <laughs> it bites you in the ass on Christmas and Persona Four, and it bites you in the ass on Christmas and Persona Five. Uh, just, just, just—it's hard to commit to one because, like, there's some, they're, like, the ladies in Persona Five are pretty good, uh, so it's hard to be—it's, it's you. It gets very—it's uh, quite a conundrum. You get into a pickle sometimes. You're like, well, yeah, like I, I had, like I had a few different ones, like at level nine for like a. <laughs> I was like, ah, who do I? Or level eight rather, because level nine is where you make the decision to to either romance or just stay friends or whatever. Uh, so I had a couple of them at level eight where I was like, uh, I had <laughs> like I had on at level eight for for like a while. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've been. I've been wondering about on like the first time I saw a picture of her, I thought, okay, this is the quote unquote sexy one. There's not going to be much to her, but she's actually a really, really cool character. And the whole story that plays out on her, on her, on the whole social link with her, I think is actually not only really interesting, but a good life story. Just like, basically it was, you know, she's a model of course. And, <laughs> and she was always kind of good at, good at it without trying but then one day she meets this girl named mika yeah. who's like serious about it yeah because it... like she's as beautiful as Anne, but like like on is what they call a natural beauty one someone that just kind of is naturally beautiful without having to put much effort into it and then here's you know what's her name mika you said right mm -hmm. uh who like has to bust her ass to like diet and exercise and all that and and to to you know have the same you know to be the same league i guess or whatever you want to call it and she does use some underhanded tactics, some would say, but, you know, in reality, you know, that's what you got to do to stand out there. And she sort of plays on like a fiddle. And now all of a sudden this thing that was just a hobby to her, because like she's no longer the best, she starts to get pissed and starts to get really serious about it, <laughs> which is, which is really fun playing on it. And is actually really, really cool. And the, you could look at her and her persona and it's like, it's kind of interesting because you know her persona is like this uh showy woman with an umbrella and what have you 
But right, it's a very sexual yeah. <laughs> persona. It's a very, it's a very dominatrix, uh, very dumb, it's a very dumb persona, <laughs> yeah, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's pretty interesting because she she comes off as shy. Like I remember one time I was in a palace and we entered a women's bathroom and she was kind of freaking out. And <laughs> it's like, well, the, I mean that, and you have to get your kindness up to level two to even start her confidant link with it. You know. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, your conf- your kindness has to be at level two before you can start talking to her. Oh, okay. I, I did not know that. Mainly because I've been making. I guess I did a pretty okay job of uh, keeping everything up there. But usually, it gives you some hint. Like when I started talking to Makoto, like the after- <laughs> yeah, your knowledge has to be at level three at least. To- she says, like, your knowledge looks like uh, hanging with me wouldn't interfere in your studies. I was like, oh, oh. Okay. It's, like, it's like, oh, fucking, fucking hit the books, nerd. <laughs> Damn. Go talk to a book, you fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> fucking crack open a book, you fucking peon. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus. You will never max me to 10. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, is there anything else you, you wanted to go over for this one? Ah uh, man, I don't know. I feel like we're, we've we've covered this game quite extensively at this point. Yeah, for gonna. <laughs> yeah, let's see, we talked about the social links, the social stats. We talked about romancing. We talked about the actual personas. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like we've uh, we've pretty well covered this. Yeah, I mean, the only thing off the top of my head, um, as far as when you're like trying to get fuse and get different personas, uh. Getting uh, the basic elements for attacks is pretty easy. Like you can get find fire, ice, wind, and uh, lightning relatively quickly. Uh, if you can try to f- try to, f- there's like three other elements that start to really come into play starting level three. So if you, I believe they're called psychokinesis, bless, and death. Curse, curse, there's curse. There's bless. There's nuclear. Nuclear, uh, yes, thank you. Yeah, psychokinesis. Um, Almighty is kind of like it's not really an element, but you can it it doesn't it's not affected by any kind of uh, any kind of affinity. So you can just use it. No one's resistant or or weak to it or anything. It's just something that will always hit. Yeah. So if you can uh, find a way to get like those four as quickly as po- you know as quickly as possible, especially by before the third dungeon, like the third dungeon, that's when it was like, okay, these things are only weak to this, and that's <laughs> also, that also happens to be where you get some enemies that are not weak to anything, which is fun. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I would make it a point to try to get something with one of those because they come insanely useful later on in the game. Yeah, especially, I mean, because, you can, you know, you can only, like, by the end of the game, like, you'll have, you know, teammates that use every one of those uh, different elements, but, like, as the one person in the party that can switch between them, you know, it's, ha- it's good to have someone that can do, a persona that can cover, like, you have to be able to cover your bases, because, you know, you can only keep three of those people uh, with you in any battle, uh, unless you swap them out, so to be able to cover you know, to be able to make up for the people that aren't there um, is, is essential. Oh, and uh, going back to the what you were saying with, you know, you can only have so many people in your party. Uh, trust me, especially if you're trying to clear out as much of a dungeon as you can, you will need to use them later on in the game. So you, you know, you, you'll want to pick wisely, like make sure that you have like somebody in your party that can heal, which by the way, that 
square and hey do you want to heal your entire party yes i do that's a really handy option Very oh i don't use that at all because it, it always uses like the most sp that it, you could you could use it's like no don't do that oh really uh yeah, I, if you can heal with an item, like I'd rather heal with items than with like your party's like actual oh. skills because because that's using valuable SP, man. You got to conserve that shit. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so especially especially as you level up, you know the doctor, the death per, the death arcana, um, like she'll give you fifty percent off on top of all that shit. So like it, it gets very cheap to to be able to just fucking get a bunch of healing items and heal that way instead. So there's that, and uh, just like. Keep in mind, like, what enemies, as you play through the level, keep in mind what enemies are weak to what. Like, if, you, like, if you're in an area where people are weak to nuclear, you may want to put Makoto in there right off. But, <laughs> yeah. But if you have a nuclear, you may want to use it yourself for a little bit. And when you start to run low, then go to a save room and put her in there so you get, like, a little bit more mileage out of it. Well, you don't have to go to a save room. You can swap party members whenever you want. Oh, that's, that's right. You can just do it right <laughs> from, the, from yeah. the menu. Yeah. I'm used to that being a thing, so it's, it caught me off guard. I'm like, oh, I can just do this. So nice. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like whatever you can do to conserve, you know, SP. Like, even if it's like, you know, if it's like, oh, there are two enemies and they're both, you know, weak to nuclear or something. Like, it's easy to be like, oh, I'll just use my group nuclear attack. It's like, no. Or how about this? Like, you use your single attack on one person and then you baton pass to like Makoto, and that way you both conserve SP. It's like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, things like that. Oh, and uh, don't uh, underestimate how useful the HP attacks are. Like, uh, I, I've oh, yeah, I've talked to Death about how awesome Swift Attack is, just simply due to the fact that you attacked all the enemies at once four times. Yeah, and like I said, it's pretty easy to recover, you know, health in that game. Yeah, it just, um, like, like SP, so. Yeah, like that, I believe, costs about 50 HP to do, and then you just get heal yourself <laughs> once, and... Instead of having to use, like, SP on every single enemy or have to use a spell that uses, like, 10 SP, you just spend 50 hit points, and if you're a high enough level, you can actually wipe them out, even if right off the bat, and then you spend, like, 3 SP to heal yourself, and done and done. Yeah, ultimately, you want to conserve SP, like, it's, or, so, like, as you're, you know, dungeon crawling, uh, you know, just keep an eye on your party, kind of swap members in and out, um... Like, especially if you're not up to, like, up to, if you're just, you know, going through the through the dungeon before, like, like before you hit any, like, you know, mini-bosses or anything like that. Like, the game will always tell you right before you, you go to a mini-boss, you know, and that's when you put in, like, your optimal party or whatever. So, in the meantime, as you're just, you know, getting to those points, you know, just make sure to swap your party. You know, just make sure to conserve SPs. Like, all right, like, we've. Like I've got them down like fifteen percent. Like I've like I've depleted like you know you know sixty points of SP or whatever. So I'll swap this person out for someone else. You know. Um, oh, and uh, also in combat, especially with the bosses, don't underestimate how useful the stat affecting uh, spells are too. Like especially lowering defense in us uh, in enemies. Like. I went from, like, doing, like, 50 to doing as much as 100 points of damage after spending that. So it turns oh, out... Oh, yeah. Especially Towards the end, that be that shit becomes essential, because otherwise you're just going to be dead within, like, a couple of rounds <laughs> if you don't do anything to, to protect yourself. So, like, at, at that point, I, I ended up using not the ones that debuffed enemies, but just to buff my own party instead. Uh, like, all right, raise everyone's, like, like you know, their evasion, uh, you know, increase their attack, increase their defense, um... Like, those are things that I always increased so, so I could be able to withstand those ridiculous attacks that would just murder you uh, in one hit if you didn't, 
you know, guard or whatever. All right. Well, with that, I think we've covered everything just about. Yeah. All right. Folks, thank you so much for joining us on this special review episode of Persona 5. Once again, go get it. It's a no-brainer. It's it's an amazing experience. Unless you don't like JRPG. <laughs> in which case, get in line for Battlefield. Because <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, folks, JRPGs don't get a whole lot better than Persona 5. Yeah. I would say, like, if you're curious, if, if you're on the fence whether you like them or not, this is, like, the ultimate test. If you can leave this right. game not liking it, then, yeah. And don't worry, Call of Duty players, come on back. We're just fine. <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on there. All right, folks, thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoy, if you liked what you heard, you can find us on the podcast app on your Apple device, and we appreciate five-star reviews and something written especially helps us out. If you have an Android device, never fear. We're on such apps such as Stitcher Radio or Pocket Cast, where we highly recommend as it allows you to both download and stream the episode. As on top of that, we are also, if you rather down just straight up download us, you can head over to our website, thefirmup.com, where you can not only download each episode straight from there, but see any articles written by Joe Garcia himself. On top of that, we're also on Twitter at thefirmup.com where we post all the latest news and updates on not only the show but st- but the latest news in the video game industry as it's happening as well as sell- sales that we endorse that uh, would save you some money on the latest games so follow us there you can also follow me at psmalk and joe at wands23 and mm. is there anything else I'm forgetting today um no All right, folks, have fun with Persona. We will see you guys next time. You'll never see it coming.